You're listening to the Gym Class Podcast from 1600 ESPN. It's the Gym Class with Scott Unash and Mark Dukes on 1600 ESPN KGYM. For a Tuesday, February 27th edition of the program, welcome aboard as we take you through the 3 o'clock hour. Coming your way live from the Eakin Nutrition Studios here on the southwest side of Cedar Rapids. Great to have you aboard. Scott Unash with you. Andrew on the other side of the glass. Mark Dukes joining me from the back porch on the southwest side. Got a good show for you. I know it's not Wednesday. That's his usual day. But it is Tuesday. However, Mark Ironside will join us today. Just pretend it's Wednesday today. Mark will be with us coming up in just a little bit. We'll recap Iowa-Oklahoma State. Iowa State with a big win over the Missouri Tigers. Uh, we look ahead to the uh, Big Ten Wrestling Championships, which will go a week from this coming weekend in College Park, Maryland. All that we'll cover with Mark Ironside coming up in just a little bit. Uh, Iowa and Penn State coming up tonight from Carver-Hawkeye Arena in Iowa City. That is an 8 o'clock tip-off. And uh, we will discuss, you and I will take on Valpo tonight as well, and a whole lot more. Welcome into the show, and you can get in touch with us by going to our uh, text line. That is at 319-366-1600. Always available to you. Again, that's 319-366-1600. That is the uh, phone, uh, phone number as well. If you'd like to pick up the phone and give us a call, that is also 319-366-1600. As we come your way on this warm Tuesday, at least for now, on 1600 AM, 1023 FM in Cedar Rapids, 1063 FM in Iowa City, the KGYM radio stream, mobile app, and smart speaker. As uh, Mark joins me from the uh, back porch in the southwest side before it drops 40 degrees tonight in about four hours. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Scott, Andrew, and everyone out there. It is uh, quite a nice February afternoon. Uh, just checked in Sioux city, it's 23 degrees with 30 mile an hour winds. (laughs) Oh, reality. Boom. Right in the old kisser 72 right now in Cedar Rapids. So uh, the folks going into Carver Hawkeye arena tonight, it's going to be, you know, maybe light jacket weather going in or no jacket at all coming out it's going to be winter parkas and scarves tonight after 10 o'clock at uh at carver hawkeye arena plan accordingly for that everyone but uh we'll talk about that we'll talk some wrestling with you coming up in the program today andrew how are you good afternoon i'm good how are you guys doing great doing great what's new in andrew's world I uh, broke my glasses over the weekend, so now I have no nose pieces, so they're just kind of sitting on my face, barely holding on. Oh. Yeah. I would have never noticed, but... I know. It looks normal, but to me, my face, it doesn't feel normal. And I know that's uncomfortable, so I do I, feel for you. Yeah. I've got an appointment in next week, so I'll be okay, but... All right. Yeah. Well, hang in there, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's frustrating. I know yeah, it's frustrating. it is very frustrating. It's the, very frustrating. With how spe- expensive they are, too. No, True. thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. Well, we, we might get to, to some golf today as well. As uh, last night was the match, I did not get to see the match, but uh, we may talk about that. And uh, a little bit of uh, a dust-up in the world of golf that, that we need another dust-up, but we had one earlier on today but mark we start things off with iowa and penn state coming up tonight from carver hawkeye arena again that is an eight o'clock tip-off as the hawks come in as uh, a favorite in that one about a nine point favorite they are 60 in the net 16 to 12 overall hawks need a win tonight to get back to uh, nine and nine in fact whoever wins this game tonight between iowa and penn state is going to get back to the 500 mark and probably feel a lot better about not playing on the, oh, what is it, opening Wednesday or Thursday uh, with the first couple of games uh, in Minneapolis at the Target Center for the Big Ten Tournament. Uh, 
And Iowa needs this one. There's no other way to say it. They need this one, not only for postseason. I mean, they're faint NCAA hopes, but just to solidify everything as far as uh, the NIT is concerned. Well, I think more um, coming up here, the Big Ten tournament, it's so important, as you know, Scott, to stay off that, uh, you know, avoid that uh, first game. You don't want to play potentially four games in four days. Uh, very few teams do that, although it's been done, I think. But tonight, it's a chance to get to 500. And with games remaining against Northwestern and Illinois, neither an easy out, a chance for Iowa to at least finish 500 or better in the Big Ten. And that would be a, a nice accomplishment for this team. But uh, Penn State is uh, a capable team. I would say it has not played well on the road. It is two and six on the road. Uh, did play well at home against Illinois and Indiana. They just have, have some pieces that can cause you problems, like Ace Baldwin and Aquatus Wahab, the uh, 6'11 center. And even Nick Kern, who went off for 22 against Illinois. Uh, if you don't play well, uh, you could have problems. But I look for Iowa to play well tonight. Yeah, Mike Rhodes has done a good job in his first year. Um and I, I think you can't deny that Fran McCaffrey has had a very good season. Uh, if you expected a ton out of this Iowa team, I think your expectations were a little bit high going into the season. Um, they've had their moments, certainly. They've had games they have given away. There's no doubt about that. Um, but if this team can get 20 wins, I mean, that that says a lot, I think, for how Fran has coached this year. And this is a huge game. Uh, not only for Iowa, but for Penn State as far as avoiding that first day of the tournament. By the way, Mark, Jason in Nebraska weighing in. It is 22 degrees in Pender, Nebraska, just 30 miles southwest of Sioux City. Hang in there, Jason. It is not going to stay long, at least in our neck of the woods. I'm not sure about the forecast in Pender. So uh, thanks for weighing in today. Do appreciate that. 319-366-1600. We will... Talk about that wrestling question with Mark Ironside. We'll do that coming up here in just a little bit. But we'll see. Second to last home game for the Iowa men's basketball team, at least in the regular season. Who knows what's going to happen after that? If it is an NIT bid, are they going to be able to host an NIT game with the women uh, hosting in the first couple of rounds of the NCAA tournament? A lot of things we don't know about right now as far as the, uh, as far as the future. And the schedule, and I will say this, there's not many times left to go see this uh, this basketball team. So plan accordingly, uh, if you will. And right now, uh, as far as the Big Ten is concerned, it looks to be Purdue's to lose with a two-game lead right now over Illinois. Uh, you can probably pencil the Boilermakers in as far as that number one seed is concerned. And then after that, it gets very convoluted because – You've got uh, four teams vying for the next three spots, Illinois, Northwestern, and Wisconsin. Nebraska is not that far off. Michigan State, despite losing two in a row, is at nine and eight. I mean, conceivably, Mark, if Iowa wins tonight and can sneak out one at either, you know, against Northwestern or Illinois at home, not only do you get to 10 and 10 in the big 10, you have a chance to get to possibly 11 and nine. I don't, I don't know. There's uh, the possibilities are endless right now. They are, but it starts tonight. And you mentioned both these coaches have done a pretty fair job. I think uh, with what they have and what's going on. We know at Iowa, it's sort of a rebuilding year. You don't want to tell, uh, uh, Tony Perkins at, but um, I've been thinking uh, not only the Big Ten, but the Big 12, you know, coach of the year. Uh, and I don't know who it would be uh, in the Big Ten. You know, you could say Matt Painter, but Purdue was favored. And so many times in different sports, uh, the team that wins it, um, you know, the, the coach is not coach of the year. Joe Torre and the Yankees are 
uh, wherever you want to go with that. I'm really not sure, and it might depend on the next couple games. You know, Collins at Northwestern, Hoiberg in Nebraska. Um, I thought, um, you know, Minnesota's head coach had a shot until Nebraska really drilled him. But And then there's Brad Underwood, um, who, who was, you know, that team was forecasted to do well, but he's done a great job, I think, too. My vote right now goes to Fred Hoiberg. Yeah. That's my vote right now goes to Fred. After that, I think it's probably Chris Collins, and then I'd split it between Ben Johnson and Brad Underwood. My third place I can't vote. disagree with you. I think Fred's done a uh, really, really good job bringing in a mask and, and uh, uh, the play he's gotten out of uh, Alec. Uh, that Alec kid is really uh, an asset to that team, as is Tamananga. And, you know, Fred's team is, you know, 20 and 8 and 41 in the net and trying to finish second or third in the Big Ten. I mean, it's a good year. It is. It is. And, yeah, you can't. I mean, Matt Painter was supposed to do this, though. He had the National Player of the Year in Zach Eady and the probable Player of the Year in Zach Eady. They should be dominating, and they are dominating to a certain extent. I mean, you're never going to go undefeated, but doing very, very well right now. 319-366-1600 at 316 here on a uh, Tuesday edition of the gym class. I'm all messed up because Mark's on today. Mm -hmm. I almost said Wednesday, Andrew, so... I'm, yeah, I'm I'm not used to having Mark, and the one time I've seen him, it was in person, not over the phone. Yeah, he's gonna be on the phone today, so he had a he had to go uh, run and do something. He said, gave his apologies, but he'll be on the phone, mm -hmm. and uh, we'll get it taken care of. Yep, yep. So pretend it's Wednesday, everybody. We will talk with Mark coming up here in just a couple of moments. Uh, as I mentioned, you and I in action tonight as well as the uh, Panthers still with the possibility of getting the uh, uh, getting the bye and getting the uh, first four spots in the Missouri Valley. They'll be at home tonight to take on Valpo. Uh, ben Jacobson and the Panthers trying to win their 17th game of the year, Mark. Um, hats, off to, uh, hats off to you and I as well. Nice bounce back year for the Panthers. It has been. It's sort of been up and down at times, and as has been the case for most teams, but uh, that win over Drake over the weekend was uh, really terrific for the Panthers. And, you know, 17, 18, 19, you know, uh, you talk about that team for the NIT maybe as well. Or Drake. Although the rules are different. I think you and I is probably hmm, some things really have to happen for you and I to get into the NIT at this point with the new rules. I mean. We'll talk about that on Friday. We're going to be off on Thursday. Kevin Lehman, who usually joins us, this is a weird week, on Thursday is going to be on with us on Friday. So I'm not a fan of the new NIT rules, but, hey, it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. But I get it because they want eyeballs in the NIT, and there aren't as many eyeballs when you have Appalachian State instead of Ohio State even though Ohio State probably does not deserve to be in a postseason spot, but they're starting to play a little bit better under Diebler. So we will see. 319-366-1600. We'll get to uh, Emil's Hideaway scoreboard update for you coming up in just a little bit. Uh, we will do that. We'll give you the uh, the final word for our Man Cave giveaway, our 1600 ESPN $5,000 nationwide Man Cave giveaway. Uh, which one 1600 ESPN listeners guaranteed to win at least $500. We will do that coming up for you here in just a little bit as well. And uh, as I mentioned, since it is at, at least momentarily, although Mark, Mark Dukes anyway, it is dropped from, it is dropping, man. We're down to 66. It has already dropped six degrees since I've been in the building. So yeah, buckle up everybody. Buckle up. 
But even though it's Tuesday, Mark Ironside set to join us right now and his appearance brought to you by Kurt Gustafson Agency of American Family Insurance. Kurt located on Johnson Avenue Northwest in Cedar Rapids, right across from the Johnson Avenue High V. Mark is on location, what, in Boone, Iowa, right? Boone, Iowa. And I tell you right now, it is I don't know what the temperature is here. My car is not one of those sophisticated cars that shows you the temperature, but it has plummeted here. Like <laughs> it's it's on its way to Cedar Rapids, but it has really plummeted and then the wind is howling. Oh boy. It's coming, folks. <laughs> when I left Cedar Rapids, it's like I had to turn on my air conditioner and now I'm back to my heat. Wow. There you go. All right. Mark- Mark, I saw a different Iowa wrestling team at Oklahoma State. Did you? Um, yes and no. I mean, I wouldn't say different. Too too different. And they were aggressors. They what? They were aggressors. Well, we were aggressors when we needed to be. I mean, look at Drake Ayala. We didn't do a lot in regulation. We did what we needed to do in overtime, and that's it. That's it. And I watched that match. I was at the Kansas State Wrestling Tournament in Des Moines, and his, his dad actually came up to my booth and said, hey, you're going to have that duel on TV because his younger brother was wrestling. I said, yeah, come on in. So he came in, and he watched it right there with me, and, and he's like, you got to get going sooner. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying. Why we wait till the end, you know? And here's the thing. There's no difference between that match and a Diagostino match except for that well, that match. We won the scramble at the end. We ended up coming out on top, and we won. Well, they had a single match against Michigan. That one, we came out on the other end of the stick. And that match set the tone. That that dual meet was so similar to the Michigan dual meet. But we won these close matches. We won them versus when we lost them. Did we look good winning them? Did we, did we you know, win by a large point margin? No, but you know, at least we won them. So everybody feels better, but problem's still not fixed. I mean, I just don't think that we're, I think there's a lot more in the tank for the Iowa wrestling team. Let's just say that. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly that 125 set the tone, certainly. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, we win that match. That's that's a huge, huge, just like I was telling Dad, Sam, that, that match is huge, not only for Drake, but that match is huge right now for the team score and for the camaraderie of the team and just the momentum of the team. It's just, it's just huge for us. That Him winning that match was enormous, and that was the difference between Michigan and Okie State. We lose that match at Okie State. I don't know. Who knows what happens? Yeah. Who knows? True. Um, if that was the last time we see Ben Keener on the match, uh, at least he went out with a blaze of glory this year, uh, not only winning but also getting Big Ten Wrestler of the Week's. First of, yeah, I think, might be many. Yeah, I just saw that, too. That's that's crazy. That's awesome. That's a great match for him. Uh, also a great match for Glazier. That was a really big match in 97 for Zach Glazier. Um, trying to think of all the other matches. Patrick Kennedy looked really good. Uh, that was a good match for Patrick Kennedy. Franick looked good. Caliendo looked good. Um, you know, I mean, we still... Teske honestly looked pretty good, I thought, against Dayton Fix, even though he got beat. I mean, what was I think, 7-2 to or 8-2 to maybe with riding time or something, you know. But um, I'm, I'm curious to see. I was surprised that Tom wrestled Voinovich at 49. I'm curious to see what Tom does at 33 and 49. I mean, well, now, we're, now we're down to, you know, bolts and nuts time, you know, brass tacks right now. Uh, we got to – I mean, there's no more test in the water. So I think – Teske has done a great job the last couple times, last couple outings. So I don't know if Tom's going to have a wrestle off or what, but I thought Rachi had the position. I was surprised Boynevich even wrestled. Mark, you told us a couple, three weeks ago that Arnold and Keeter would be red-shirted, and I believe you on that. But I'm asking you a hypothetical. If it were you, would you take the red shirt off either one of those guys or both? No, definitely not. I don't think I don't I don't think we're going to gain anything, you know, from a team perspective or a team standpoint. I mean, Gabe Arnold just got beat, you know, I mean, by uh plot, who's not a bad wrestler, you know, um 
but he he got beat. I mean, he's not gonna he's not in in contention for a national title, and neither is Ben yet. They're still wet behind the ears. I think that they both, um, you know, it's, it's good that you know Gabe Arnold wrestled some good guys this year and ended up getting beat, unfortunately, that yesterday or a couple days ago. You know, so he's stake, and it was, and then Keener wrestled, um, you know, Kirkley, and they both kind of found out where they're at, where they need to be. I don't think it's going to make a difference, you know, in in the team race as far as you know us winning it and beating Penn State by any means. And then so it basically comes down to okay, do you do you take the register off these guys and potentially take away all American honors from them for a year, um, just so the team can get second instead of third or third instead of fourth? By doing that, I I think that's kind of selfish. I I I don't feel good about that. I would definitely definitely redshirt them. Okay. All right, which leads to questions on the text line for you. Uh, your thoughts about what should happen or what do you think might happen uh, at 184 and at heavyweight going into the tournament season? Um, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't see us qualifying at 84 right now, possibly heavyweight. I haven't seen the allocations yet, so I don't know how many they're taking at heavyweight or what, but. Um, it's it's going to be up in the air. We we might only take eight guys to the national tournament, so um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I don't know, but I don't I don't definitely don't think we're going to probably take any take Riggins at eighty four. Um, or and and Bradley though, but Bradley's been wrestling good. He's, he's had a good half second half of the season, so you never know. Mark. Hello. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mark, we were uh, we were kind of deprived uh, in Ames of the O'Toole uh, car match, and and uh, Missouri apparently had some illness problems, and I'm not sure the Iowa State head coach totally agreed with that, but nevertheless, uh, you can't. I guess you can't take much from that duel. Well, um. Yeah, it's easy for Dresser to sit there and, you know, kind of disagree with it and and kind of play the card that he did. But at the same time, I mean, I get it. I understand it. It's very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate for the fans. Everybody wanted to see that see that match, Carl O'Toole. Um, but I don't know. Was he, was he really sick or not? I, I don't know. But I will say there has been a lot of that going on over the past, I don't know, four or five years, just way, yeah. way too much, way too much dogging each other, not wrestling each other head to head when you need to and trying to protect seeds and stuff like that. And I totally, totally disagree with it. It's, it's very, very unfortunate for the sport of wrestling. But the thing is though, I don't know. Maybe O'Toole was really sick and, and, and it was not in his best interest to go wrestle and he was not up to it. So I don't know. But, I mean, it's easy when your dresser to be in the position as him to say, hey, you know, he should have been here. This this match needed to happen. It should have happened, you know, blah, blah, blah. I agree with you, though. I mean, and we've talked about it briefly this year earlier on when we had you on that we just don't see those big I mean, stud matches anymore uh, because one of the wrestlers just won't do it or the coach doesn't want to do it or for whatever reason. I mean, Used to have those all the time, and wrestlers wanted to wrestle each other like that. It seems like more often than not now, they don't want to wrestle. And I don't know if it's the wrestlers or more so the coaches. I agree. I think, honestly, I I honestly really think it's a lot of the coaches. I don't think it's really the athletes as much as it is the coaches trying to protect the seeds or maybe there's animosity between that coach and the other coach or that program and the other program, whatever it might be, whatever it is, we're not going to give them this match. No way. We're not going to allow them. To, we're not going to give them their freaking fans an opportunity even to come there and see that match or whatever, you know, and it's just, it's, it's just really, really disgusting. It's unfortunate um, to see a lot of that going on in the, in the sport. It, it really, really is. You never saw that back in, you know, as they say back in the day, but you just, you just didn't, you know, Mark, internationally, uh, Spencer Lee wins a gold medal at the Pan Am Games. And I don't know if you did, Mark, but I watched the the reel of his uh, three matches, all tech falls. He looked really, really good. 
Yeah, I seen the first, or not the first two. I saw the second two matches. I did not see the first one because I was trying to print shirts and check customers out in our booth and do all that and trying to watch at the same time. But when he goes out and he wrestles 28 seconds, it's like, dang, I just turned around for one freaking minute to help this customer, <laughs> and I missed it. Like, how did I miss that match? What happened? You know, and if you blink, you missed them all. But he looked phenomenal, just phenomenal. He looks really, really, really good right now, really strong. Um, so I'm curious to kind of see where he goes from here and and, and uh, what they allow him to do next at the U.S. world level um, after this before um, we get to the Olympic trials in April. What's he going to face at the Olympic trials? Uh, Zane Richards would be his main competition. I don't think Gilman's wrestling. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think he is. I don't, he hasn't been wrestling. He hasn't competed anywhere. I, I think weight control, he's probably having a hard time with weight control. You know, I mean, he, he had a kid and things change when you have family and kids and stuff for some people. And maybe he doesn't want to eat crow too. You know, I mean, he said a lot of things and did a lot of things after he left Iowa. And now that it's come full circle, it's time to face Spencer Lee yeah, maybe he doesn't want any part of that, which I don't think that he does. And mm. he doesn't want that backlash. And he's just been – he's just kind of disappeared. He's gone and don't know what's going on. So Zane Richards right now, who beat Gilman last year at the World Team Trials, is the man to beat. A lot of people asking about the uh, status of Starachi uh, after the injury. Um, I don't know if you know anything or heard anything or rumors to the effect of knowing anything. But do you have an update? I, you know what? Here's how much I know, Scott. You just told me. That's the first I've heard of it. There you go. <laughs> you, I, you know what? When they say, you hear it here first, I just heard it from Scott Unash first. So you... Yeah, he, um, he was injured in the uh, final duel uh, for Penn State. So, like, like what? Do you have any idea? Like a knee? Did he finish the match? Like, fill me in. I did not see it, so I'm not – I know he was injured. I know the status was, you know, up in the air. Exactly what happened, I don't know. I don't know. So nobody knows. Who was it against? <laughs> oh. What team, do you know? Who they wrestle? Uh, let me look here. While I uh, look here. Mark, Who's conducting this interview yeah, anyway? Mark, do you have another question for Mark while <laughs> I look here? <laughs> Somebody's going to get to us on the text line, which well, I conveniently accidentally just closed, by the way. <laughs> no, nah, Mark, we're going to have a Edinburgh. couple of weeks. We're going to have some. <laughs> really? Edinburgh. Okay. Yes. I wonder why they're wrestling Edinburgh anyway. He t- hurt his knee uh, after he took after a takedown. Huh. Well, that's not something that usually happens to Penn State. You don't see Penn State guys getting hurt, like, ever. Very, very seldom. But if they do, it's very minor usually. Like, Nolf got hurt right before the Big Tens, um, you know, his I think his senior year. And then he bounces back and has no problem when the Big Tens and the Nationals, you know. And those guys just don't get hurt. They just don't. Nobody from Penn State ever gets hurt, it seems like. But then you also have have uh, uh, Van Ness out of the lineup for them. At, I think, what, what weight is that, 49? Yeah. So, I mean, you wouldn't even know it. They're so dominant that they think, well, they must have their whole entire lineup healthy. Well, Van Ness is not even in the lineup. If he was in the lineup, oh, my Lord. So, but yeah, Penn State does a good job. And a lot of that is a tribute to, you know, when you're on the offense and you're on the attack and you're the aggressor, you typically don't get hurt. You get hurt when you let guys in on your legs and you start defending and you start getting put in positions and scramble situations that you're, you're, you don't want to be in. You have to start doing – magic tricks to try and get out of it or fight things off and that's how you usually typically get hurt he was uh going for a pin when he got hurt uh that's weird that's crazy but i mean and he now there are, there are rumors too that he might have an mcl but you know penn state's not going to be saying anything there's nothing out there i've looked uh as far as an official statement from penn state they've got a week and a half until the big 10 so uh we you will know once you get to college park Yep, that I will. I don't think it's going to be an issue issue for him winning another Big Ten or national title, but, you know, we'll see. Very we'll true. See Mark, what happens. Mark, next week we'll talk about the Big Tens, but what's going on in the Iowa wrestling room right now? 
Will there be a wrestle off or two? Fine tuning. Yeah, I would assume wrestle offs. I mean, I figure Tom's got to be finding out who, who, what they're going to do at 33 and and 49. I thought it was. I thought they were both already settled. Honestly, a couple few weeks ago, by the way Tom was talking. But I think you know. But I didn't. I don't want, like I said, I've said it on the show before. Like I'm not going to put words in Tom Brand's mouth. He's a coach. He sees what goes on behind the scenes around all the guys. But I was never like giving up on Teske there, man. I, I just, I don't know. Teske just seems like he he has more to give than Shriver. And but you know maybe it's going to come down to wrestle off now. I I don't know. And the same thing. I I figured he would just Rachi had that spot. And but then he wrestled Vojnovic the other day. So maybe he just doesn't have a wrestle off at 49. He just gives the spots to Rachi. I don't know. But as far as the team goes and stuff, um, just getting healthy. Just staying healthy is the biggest and most important thing. This time of year, they start kicking other wrestlers out of the room um, just so that they, there's less people in the room, less opportunity to, to get injured and run into someone by accident. Um, and they start having, like, one-on-one type sessions. And But the biggest thing right now is wrestle-offs. That's, that's the biggest thing, figuring out who's going, because you got to start – and that's probably happening right now as we speak, to be honest with you. So they got to figure out who's going at what weight and focusing on that person's got to be focused. So there you go. There you go. 319-366-1600. Talking about the aggressiveness in wrestling, Mark, or lack of aggressiveness, uh, and especially as far as maybe Iowa is concerned, is do you know if that's – is that just the way athletes are right now or is it just a new new mentality as far as coaching is concerned – I mean, wrestling has changed since you were out there. I mean, it was going, you know, you heard the bell, you went. And it's just not like that anymore. No, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know. I don't, it's, it's, I'm not really the person to ask. I think a lot of it, like I said, you know, like them bringing in this three point takedown rule, I don't think that was really necessary or needed. I think that, um, you know, a lot of it's just calling, stalling, and which the referees, I will say, they have been way better this year calling stalling in the middle of the mat and more often than they have in the past. I think they should have actually tried this before they, they implemented the three-point takedown rule. So uh, they, they could still do more. There's no doubt about it. And they could start hitting some double stall warnings. But how many matches do we see that are that are 0-0 at the end of the first period? You know, and, and you just you can't really have that. And with no warnings either. And, and the thing is, is like I talked about too before, is there's just the, the – falls and the pins have gone away nobody it's not just iowa it's all it's all teams nobody wants to even try to look for pins anymore because it's so easy to tech people off of three-point takedowns and then two and three and four point near falls so um you just look for ways to turn a guy over tilts is like the biggest thing now to end the match you get i mean you get a takedown and a, and a turn freaking a match is over yeah so you just it takes away kind of the focus from the optimum and the optimal of the, the of pinning. And so people aren't looking for pinning combinations and people aren't looking for falls like off of takedowns or front, front headlocks and go behinds and stuff like that. They just, they're just concentrating on that three point takedown and that's it. So I, I, it's just, it's unfortunate and you just don't see a lot of people being aggressive and going for that type of stuff. And a lot of it towards the end, it's more strategic and, and uh, I don't know, but there's still a lot of great wrestling out there and a lot of great matches. I'm not I'm not down on the sport by any means, um, but I think that we've really, honestly, we're the ones as as you know the coaches association and then the referees and all that. We've hurt ourselves by implementing a lot of the rules and and changing some things up. One more question. Oh, go ahead. No, a couple of people still want to know about AJ Ferrari, Mark. <laughs> I've not seen him. I don't know if he's even around anymore or not. I don't know. I don't. I don't get down into the room. I don't get haven't been around this time of year. Is so busy for me from work standpoint that I he hasn't been at the he wasn't at the Wisconsin meet like he was before. So I, I don't know if he's even even in the room anymore. I don't know. Yeah. How about uh, one more question here for you? Uh, from the uh, 7836, do you think Real Woods has turned a corner? No. Okay. I mean, what would give you that inclination? Because he got a pin against a guy that was 3-14 and 14 from Wisconsin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because he got a win the other day? I mean, it, it, no, I don't. I mean, I, I hope he does. If he does, this is the time to do it for sure. Um, 
but I haven't seen it yet. Now I now turning the corner. No, do I think that he's he's you know fired up a little bit more than maybe what he was? I think that helped at that that getting that fall at Wisconsin and, and ending the season with a win, the team winner win. I do think that it was really really important for Iowa Hawkeyes to you know win that duel twenty two to nine and 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 have some. Um, you know, some gusto going into the postseason. I think it was extremely important. It was good for their, you know, their their minds and their souls. So um, it's it's what they needed. True. Very true. Well, we'll meet and talk next week, and we will look ahead to the uh, Big Ten Championships, which will, uh, should be a lot of fun. Really looking forward to that. Uh, I know you wish it was closer, but other than that, it's going to be good. It is going to be a good. It's going to be a fun, fun tournament to watch, and every year it is. I mean, honestly, I like going to the Big Tens more than I do the Nationals. And it's just a two-day tournament. It's jam-packed full of action, some great wrestling, and that team race this year, second through fifth, is just going to be it's going to be wild. It is. And at the same time, as the men are competing in the Big Tens, the Iowa women are going to be going for the national championship up at uh, Align Energy Powerhouse, so... Yeah, right there in Cedar Rapids. So if anybody's around and they want to go watch our I women's wrestling team, uh, that'd be a fantastic opportunity to do something. And, and they're no shoe in by any means. They're no shoe in. They're going to have a really tough time winning that tournament. So um, it's it's going to be interesting and fun to watch. Fifteen so I know, qualified I know, though. There's like three teams that qualified. Every every all fifteen girls. So yeah. they they got all fifteen in. So it's gonna it's gonna be a really interesting fun tournament to watch. I know I'll be following it from the Big Tens and seeing how they're doing and and checking in on things. So very good, very good, it's very big for that program and Coach Chun. Well, we'll be back next Wednesday. I will be there in studio next Wednesday. We look forward to it, man. Safe travels. All right, All right. thanks, guys. You bet. Thanks, Mark. Mark, right. Mark Ironside joining us on a Tuesday. It's usually Wednesday. I know. It's Tuesday, and uh, his appearance brought to you by Kurt Gustafson. He has located his agency, American Family Insurance, on Johnson Avenue Northwest in Cedar Rapids, right across from the Johnson Avenue High V. We're going to get to a break and an Emil's Hideaway scoreboard update. want to let you know, though, that the 1600 ESPN $5,000 Man Cave giveaway continues right now for one more day. This is a national contest, and yet one local 1600 ESPN listener is guaranteed to win at least $500. Enter with this winning sports word, point. Now at KGYMRadio.com. Why shouldn't you have a $5,000 man cave paid for by 1600 ESPN? Again, get all the details at KGYMRadio.com. And Mark, uh, are you ready to go for your Emil Sideway scoreboard update at this time? I am ready. Continuing with wrestling, the final Wrestling Coaches Association poll has been issued for the season. Penn State, obviously a wire-to-wire uh, number one, Iowa finishes number two. The rest of the top five, Nebraska, Oklahoma State, and Iowa State, Northern Iowa, in at 15. A couple reports out today that Sunday's ticket for the Ohio State-Iowa women's basketball game at Carver-Hawkeye Arena apparently will be the most expensive women's ticket on record. That's WNBA or NCAA. Tickets reportedly going right now for around $500 a piece. The Iowa baseball team coming off an 0-3 slate in Florida over the weekend. Playing Northern Illinois as we speak. The Hawkeyes up 8 to nothing in the fourth inning. And finally, at the Girls State basketball tournament today, in 3A, Solon defeated Wallard, uh, Dubuque Wallard, 58-47. In Class 4A, Clear Creek Amana whipped Gilbert, 68-30. Thursday night, Mount Vernon Solon, at, or Thursday uh, afternoon and evening, Mount Vernon Solon and Clear Creek Amana will compete in the semifinals tonight. Cascade takes on Dyke New Hartford. Also down there, North Polk beat Dallas Center Grimes, so North Polk's going to meet uh, Clear Creek Amana 
in a 4A semifinal. And going on as we speak, it is Sioux Center at halftime leading Waverly Shellrock 34 to 29 at the Girls State Basketball Tournament. Uh, of which I will be uh, on my way back tomorrow. So it, it's going to be you and Spencer tomorrow. Rob Gray is going to join you guys and talk Cyclone basketball coming up tomorrow. So uh, And Isaac will be here as well tomorrow. And uh, Andrew is here today. And uh, as Mark Ironside let us know that the wind and the cold is on its way here. All right, we'll take a break, come back, and have more for you here on a Tuesday edition of the gym class. A little bit of golf news we need to get to. Uh, Very interesting things uh, from the world of golf. We'll do that when we return. You're listening to the gym class right here on 1600 ESPN. Eastern Iowa weather from 1600 ESPN. I'm meteorologist Rebecca Kopelman with your weather first forecast and after a mild start to the day temperatures are going to be heading down and we are going to have the wind picking up making it feel much colder outside through the night. There's a chance there could be some snowflakes that fly overnight as well and by morning we are going to have temperatures down in the teens and wind chills below zero. Tomorrow we'll have sunny skies temperatures will be held close to 30 wind chills will stay in the teens and then we start to warm back up by Thursday. That's your latest Iowa's News Now weather first forecast. This is is a test of the emergency alert system. This concludes this test of the emergency alert system. Hey, so have you tried fried chicken from Quick Star? Ooh, freshly cooked, hot, and ready. And I'm talking jumbo, hand-breaded chicken tenders, boneless wings dripping with all your favorite sauces. Or how about eight pieces of fried chicken deliciousness? Perfect for your next large group meal. I mean, this is fried chicken that slays. I'm not talking about the runway. Slays appetites. Fills you up. This is no ordinary chicken. It'll make any meal extraordinary. Quick Star Fried Chicken. Ready for your next meal. See you next time. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is now live. The official sports book of ESPN features daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN shows and personalities like me. Bet on all your favorite sports with live in-game wagers, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. New users get $100 in bonus bets after making any sportsbook bet. Download the ESPN Bet app to sign up today. I'll see you there. ESPN Bet, what a play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Choose family. Choose friends. Choose your community. Choose Choose local. local. Choose local for everything. Clothes, food, a deserving charity, a new ride, or a place to keep your nest egg. When you buy from, invest in, or donate to businesses here in the corridor, you help keep our community strong and vibrant. Choose Choose local. local. This message proudly presented by Randy's Flooring in Coralville and Cedar Rapids. Surgery Center Cedar Rapids. Orchestra Iowa and 1600 ESPN. Tune in to 1600 ESPN every weekday at 5 o'clock with Spencer on Sports for Drive Time, driven by Linder Tire. We are back. It is 347 here on a Tuesday edition of the gym class here on 1600 ESPN, as well as 1023 FM in Cedar Rapids, 1063 FM in Iowa City, KGYM Radio Stream Mobile App and smart speakers. Spencer on sports coming your way next. That will be from 4 o'clock until 6 o'clock. Don't forget tomorrow night, Cyclone Basketball Iowa State hosting the Oklahoma Sooners from Hilton Coliseum in Ames. We've got it for you uh, tomorrow evening on all of our frequencies and a big thanks to Lisa Nolan, the uh, LisaNolanRealtor.com She is the uh, sponsor of Iowa State football and men's and women's basketball right here on KGYM. Speaking of basketball, Mark, we were talking about court stormings yesterday. Well, we had the most, I I don't know, would you say the mildest court storming in college basketball this year? We had it last night and explain to the people out there. Well, it happened in a game um, involving Mississippi Valley State and Prairie View A&M in Itabena. Mississippi. Anybody ever been there? I've been there. No, you yes, haven't. Yes, I have. I have driven through Itabena, Mississippi, the home of the Delta Devils of Mississippi Valley State. 
I have been through there. <laughs> I would never have guessed. At any rate, the home of Jerry Rice, by the way. <laughs> Mississippi Valley State posted its first win of the college basketball season, the last team to do that. And what ensued was a quote-unquote court storm of two, maybe three dozen people at that particular gymnasium. And it took maybe a couple security officers to shoo them all off the court. It was really kind of humorous compared to what was not humorous uh, at Wake Forest in the Duke-Wake Forest game. That means every, I got to talk a lot of it. That means every team has now uh, won a game this year in Division One college basketball. They were the final team that uh, had a big goose egg next to their name. So everyone's off the schneid at this time. So and Scott has been to Itabena. I have been. Yep, drove through there. Uh, I was. I got to say, I was expecting more. It is not a very big town for a college community. Um, yeah, their most famous alum got to be Jerry Rice. Got to be Jerry Rice. Uh, maybe it should call be Itty, Maybe it should be called Itty Bitty. It, maybe that's Cajun for it. I don't know. I don't know. There's no Buckies in Itabama, Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> At least that there wasn't back uh, 15 years ago or so. Three one nine three six six. 1600 now it's going to be on the text line little tiny places that our listeners have been to i hope it doesn't get to that point <laughs> what popped up in my head when you said itty bitty is the alan jackson song uh back from the 90s itty bitty whatever true uh, <laughs> see everyone's minds just going different directions different directions uh, speaking of minds going in different directions, got to get to this here, and uh, that is about the world of golf, Mark. You and I, uh, and Ryan and Walford, by the way, just got back from finishing uh, a round at Amana, and uh, he started in a shorts and a T-shirt, now going to pick up the kids in his sweats and a hoodie. So uh, it's coming, folks. The uh, one day of non-early spring weather is going to be upon us here, but... Uh, I digress at this time. Um, earlier today, of course, we're coming up on the Masters, and speaking of the Masters, we're just a little bit over a month away. Uh, looking forward to bringing you Caddy Smack on the gym class again. Uh, looking forward to always talking golf with you. And, of course, this year, Rory McIlroy, who's going to be teeing it up this week uh, at Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, in the whatever, they've got a long sponsor somewhat name for this tournament it used to be the Honda classic. It's not anymore. At any rate, Rory is going to be playing. And of course, Rory is going to be going for the career grand slam coming up. And that will be at Augusta in early April. Taylor Gooch on the live tour today came out and said, even if Rory McIlroy wins at Augusta, his feet of a career grand slam should have an asterisk next to it because most of the live golfers will not be there, which got everybody buzzing in the world of social networking. Got me thinking that, you know what, how many other marks can you have that, okay, if that is the case, then how many other records out there, no matter if it's golf or baseball or basketball, or whatever the case may be, would have asterisks as well. Or ask what would it? What's the plural, plural mark? You're the uh, you're the guy. Just think asterisk. Okay. What other marks would have that then? Well, I don't know, but this is just a silly comment from Taylor Gooch, who uh, is not high enough in the world rankings to play in the Masters. He's played in eleven majors before. He was foolish enough to go to the Live Tour. I mean, come on. You're going to have Kepka there. You're going to have Rom there. You're going to have McElroy there. You're going to have Scheffler there. Dustin Johnson. And, and Dustin Johnson. Hatton. And on, you know, that's just silly. Plus all the other, you know, terrific young players out there like Hovland and Shoffley. And 
I don't know where he's coming from on this, but it's a silly comment. It is a silly comment. It was a dumb comment. At 7508 says, does anyone care what he thinks? One PGA win for Taylor Gooch. No. <laughs> no. I, I would agree. All right. Uh, you watched the match last night, Mark. Your, your thoughts about it, yay or nay? I watched it out of curiosity and to pass time through about 10 holes. And I thought it was largely a bore. Um, you know, maybe, you know, I know try, they tried to reimagine it with, with uh, the women playing with the men. And I thought that was a very good aspect of it with Lexi Thompson and Rose Zhang. But Max Holman looked like he didn't want to be there and played like it as well. <laughs> uh, Lexi Thompson kind of got into it, I think. Rose Zhang, you know, this turn, th- th- this thing was in Florida. She's flying back overnight to go to class at Stanford this morning. Um, uh, you know, Rory was okay. He won most of the skins, but. I, I I just think it kind of laid there for me. I like night golf, though. It's uh, it's interesting looking, isn't it? It is. It is. It's very interesting looking out there. And uh, like I said, I didn't get a chance to see it. Is it a kind of a concept that is kind of played out, though? I don't know. To me, it, it kind of feels that way. I want to see John Daly and Harry Higgs, and, you know, throwing back a six-pack in, in a matter of 12 holes and just having a, a grand old time. Um, maybe it was the personalities, uh, uh, you know, that were involved. I don't know. But, you know, the golf was okay. The bantering back and forth was just okay. Um I don't think, you know, I'll watch it again next year just out of curiosity. It's made for TV, okay? Yeah, there you go. And thank you, uh, 2794, for letting us know 1,300 students at Mississippi Valley State University in rural Mississippi. Thank you very much for that. Rob Gray will join us coming up tomorrow on the uh, Wednesday edition of the gym class with Spencer and Mark and Isaac. And uh, Mark, have a great, great uh, Tuesday night. We'll talk uh, down the road. Sounds great. Talk to everyone tomorrow. All right. You've been listening to the gym class. Spencer on sports coming your way next right here on 1600 ESPN. May City Bowl is always a good time, Dukes. Even when we're not bowling so great, Scott. Well, May City Bowl does it right. A full-service pro shop for serious bowlers. And fun for everyone, like Glow Bowling Friday and Saturday nights. Our team, the Rusty Nails.